watching it lately yeah now i haven't been watching as much as i thought I no would. no me neither it's not uh it's probably less than usual yeah weirdly um but i'm sure part of it for me is that animal crossing came out for the switch and that is oh okay like a super addicting game uh but also sometimes i've just been like getting anxious about this whole thing that i watch like I'll watch like the Simpsons, just a right. Bunch of episodes yeah, of the Simpsons, change up your just, routine. Yeah, exactly. Just something funny and mindless. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead too. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Damn, I wish I hadn't finished it. I wish I could play. It's that good for. Uh, it's good for this time. Do you know how far you are in it? I'm seventy so percent of the way Damn. through the campaign. So, Arthur spoilers just died oh right then yeah Yeah. that is i just uh, did that that gutted me yeah Yeah. so i was really intrigued i was just i that's where i was like most addicted to the campaign is in that uh when you're in the mountains in that native like dealing with the native american conflict like that shit Mm -hmm. was awesome i was so into that i was i mean most of the game was like this for me but especially the last quarter of it i was like blown away by and super into everything i'm about to be i'm just prior to the last quarter so mm-hmm. yeah gotta gotta keep going yeah it's super good it is like a like a movie that you can play too yeah yeah it's very intriguing it's so and then when you yeah. want you can just fuck around in the map which yeah. i do way too often and then I'll end up spending like four hours just, uh, just hunting. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up, and I, and then I'll, I'll like have to think like seriously after. I'm like, hmm, how was that a good use of time? Like, how do I feel about that? <laughs> that I just spent four hours, like traveling in this game and hunting. And I'm like, I think this is how the game's supposed to be played. Yeah, right. It's supposed to. I mean, you can you have a lot of freedom to do whatever yeah. you want. You take your time to just go out in the wilderness exactly not too it's much it's too yeah. cool it's too cool not to do it yeah i'm a big proponent of uh, video games as like an art form and i think <laughs> like yeah, not- even stuff like that if you just spend like an hour trying to hunt a cougar in red dead like it's still something that you're i don't know it's like watching a good movie it's very still, uh but you get to play it it's very it, it gives you that uh experience of hunting like the silence yeah. and the the weight the actual hunt of it you know yeah without having to kill an actual animal yeah yeah i i once killed like <laughs> two bears and a moose on a hunting trip jeez <laughs> you fucking <laughs> savage and so i got so into the hunting that i was wearing my my oh, pelts yeah. around like the mm-hmm. the bear hat and the yeah and the bison hood and so I was like wearing it around the like peaceful Native Americans. <laughs> just look at Arthur. Just looked like such a douche. Yeah, that's you gotta go to the trapper and craft. Yeah, all I your... got really into the trapper. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a good way to to spend your time during quarantine. Yeah, yeah, definitely get something done. Yeah, and I'd also recommend for anyone out there another good cinematic game uh, is The Last of Us. That's a game I like started and I should mm-hmm. I stopped but I'd I should probably uh give it another go. You should. Yeah. I did the same thing. I once started it and then just went probably a year without going back to it and then yeah. started from the beginning again and was Everyone everyone really uh talks up that game. Yeah. It's a really good one. Well, I, should we talk about movies? Yeah. Then? So I know we have some yeah. uh some overlap uh a little overlap yeah do we want to let's see what should we start with should we do this 
let's uh i don't know we could talk about one overlap and then you say some random thing that you watched that i didn't and another overlap kind of alternate okay okay cool um well an overlap right off the bat that we both watched um i know is red river Uh, i saw that you watched that today Uh, just finished today so we can start uh with that uh I fucking loved Red River. I thought Red River was yeah. an awesome movie. Um, Good old fashioned western. Yeah, just, just a, like an exciting, good western. story too. Um, yeah, yeah. There's something. Uh, so it's about a it's about a cattle drive um, down to Missouri, uh, led by uh, John Wayne and uh, the other actor. John is Montgomery oh. Clift. Yeah, Montgomery Cliff. He's gonna. He's got some like classic Western name. Yeah, I know. I, I, I like. Yeah, this. And I don't think I've seen Montgomery, Montgomery Clift in uh, anything else. But I thought he was uh, no. just amazing in this movie. Yeah, um, he was awesome. Yeah, and the, yeah, I, this movie was just so. Uh, it was just so fun and exciting and really good story. Uh, um, and a great, uh, great, great duo at the. F- at the front of it uh it's definitely one of my uh favorite re- westerns i've watched i'd say yeah i'm definitely it makes me want to revisit rio bravo again because um i don't know I, I just love uh howard hawks obviously yeah and after seeing his two westerns uh yeah i mean he's, he's got a lot of range but red river was it's really great a great john wayne western and it's one of those uh, things where you just hear, okay, that's about a cattle drive across. Yeah, you're like, like the Western you're United like typical. States. Okay, so what? Yeah. Okay. What What's gonna be so great about that? Yeah. Story. It's like been done a bunch of times yeah. in westerns, but yeah, no, it's really, um, yeah, the dynamic between John Wayne and Montgomery Clift is really what's driving it, and uh, yeah, I thought the ending was really strong too. Yeah. With uh, I guess jumping ahead, but um what's her name kind of stopping them and making them realize why they've been at odds the whole entire time Mm -hmm. um yeah it was just a good classic old-fashioned western yeah yeah it's just so exciting like every time they shot Mm -hmm. like when the cattle's like out of control like it it's so and how they capture uh how big the crap all the cattle is is just so nuts it's so epic when they're like walking the cattle through the town mm. um, towards the end too, it's just crazy. Yeah, and like you think they have to actually like do this when filming too. Yeah, so I watched some supplementary <laughs> material on it. Um, oh, nice. There was a like a bug all this Bogdanovich interviews, um, and he had all these facts about the film um, and, and like the making of it, and so there's they essentially did all these tricks to make the the crowd of cattle look bigger like just shooting it from multiple they would shoot the same uh the same herd from like five different angles so it seemed like five times the size and it is it is just a massive (laughs) herd on on the screen always so it makes sense because probably to control that much would be way too much insane yeah yeah because i mean, any scene could go wrong like it could be a perfect scene yeah. all, all the actors hit their marks and everything and then uh yeah the, yeah. the cattle are just impossible to corral yeah. wow that's really cool i love those little details like that yeah yeah nice and also i like uh i like john wayne's very uh i feel like <laughs> it's one of the few films where you see him be uh very uh, just kind of like an unrespectable character at times and kind of somebody who's going off the the deep end and kind of full of himself and in, in over his head that sort of thing yeah mm-hmm. but you still um yeah yeah he does those things that uh you could that he causes a lot of the conflict i guess yeah. but um ultimately you still um can tell that there is like a reason for his actions yeah. and then uh it makes the movie a better watch just like seeing it resolve in the end then, yeah. yeah there's actually a lot of par- parallels between uh john wayne and dutch vanderlyn 
Yes. <laughs> oh, good call. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Thing. And it also has the uh, that same little tune from Rio Oh, Bravo. I know. It starts with that. And when once it does, yeah. you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that that uh, that scene in Rio Bravo when Dean Martin's just laying on the cot. Yeah, or whatever, it's the one thing Red River doesn't have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it still has the tune at least, but uh, yeah, that was um, I loved hearing that in the beginning too. Yeah, it's more of like the score of the movie instead, and then yeah, you could, clearly Hawks has a, a an association between that tune and westerns yeah and uh totally. he nails it because it definitely uh fits the vibe oh yeah i i've watched that clip uh of just them singing oh yeah Re- on, rio bravo on like a bunch of times yeah, i, sh- I YouTube, should as well yeah. good pick yeah, me up so good oh yeah for sure uh yeah that's red river uh solid western yeah. criterion Channel. check it out before it leaves yeah um all right should we do uh, one that we've individually watched then? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I like that. I like this. Uh, I like this system. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little alternation. Yeah. So all right, I got one. Uh, you got one. First one after Contagion, I watched. Um, I told you I was gonna watch it. You've seen it, and it's uh, Skeleton Twins. Uh, ah, Skeleton Bill Twins. Bill Hader yeah. and Kristen Wiig. And I was just not that into this movie, sadly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I didn't go in with that high of expectations, but I thought I, I expected it to be a little bit more uh, uh, likable than it was and just have a little more charm than it was. I knew it was going to be a, like a – it was definitely going to be trying to be a down-to-earth indie movie, but um, I kind of just found uh, – I found it to be a bit of a drag, and I found – uh, both of their characters pretty uh, unlikable and uh, irredeemable at the end, and I, I which was uh, kind of which was unfortunate because um, it's I think it's uh, it's a little tough to make both of these very well liked actors unlikable, but I thought that the movie yeah. managed to in a way. I think that's fair criticism. I remember uh, I I think I liked it overall when I saw it, but um i honestly don't even remember that much of what happened yeah it it, 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 it kind yeah. of puts you to sleep towards the yeah. middle of it yeah there's just not i did it, the thing i liked the most actually was luke wilson <laughs> which is funny god i don't even remember his character so he's Kristen wiggs wife i, I mean husband husband and <laughs> <laughs> and but he's like the very do-good likable husband in it, you know just like very mm nice guy thing and she's like cheating on him the whole time oh yeah okay that's right she's like cheating on him with interesting i think this dude from narcos who she it's like her scuba diving instructor and they end up having sex all the time (laughs) and she's like helping him he's like helping her scuba dive and they like look at each other under the water and like breathe through the breathe through the uh the oxygen tanks and they're like getting turned on as they like watch each other breathe through the oxygen tanks yeah yeah boyd holbrook yeah he's from uh i think he's in narcos yeah Yeah. and and i think he's in logan yeah he's the bad the Mm. bad man the bad man (laughs) the bad man um and bill Hader in this was just always like i'm fucking i'm gay you know like he's always like <laughs> i wanted to fuck guys you know if it was a guy i would fuck him it's all it's like clearly gay gay people did not write this yeah it's kind of beating you over I mean, it's that 2012 it's 20 uh yeah it's not that old it's 2014 oh wow yeah, yeah. stay woke skeleton twins <laughs> but like i didn't, i didn't like hate this movie that much but i i really do did not think it was uh you know, like i wasn't hating on it really while I, as i was watching it uh but i i i just wasn't enough i just wasn't a fan and i didn't think it was very mm-hmm. good yeah just didn't care for it yeah yeah that's fair that's fair uh well yeah there's skeleton twins um i guess now you want to go to a shared one that we watched no nah, you do uh yours now i guess oh i'll do mine yeah okay 
Uh, let's see. What do I want to talk about? Yeah. Now you can. Now you get to go. Now I get to go. Okay. I'll talk with about the one that I've seen most recently. Then, uh, besides Red River, which is Big Time Adolescence. Yeah, I was meaning. I never got to it. I was meaning to. Yeah. So that's uh twenty. It says twenty nineteen on Letterbox, but I think that's just when it was in um festivals. But it was just released on Hulu this year. Uh, starring Pete Davidson uh, and the director of his Jason Orley. The only other thing he's directed is Pete Davidson's stand-up special. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so he hasn't done much. And it's, it's also got Machine Gun Kelly, John Cryer. Um, now the main character is Griffin Gluck, who is a young actor. who um, They just kind of had normal child actor roles up to this point. Uh, but... Yeah, it was, uh, I guess I would kind of relate it to what you said about Skeleton Twins, is that it kind of felt like a drag, and uh, the whole setup, I guess, is um, Griffin Gluck, this young kid, um, just befriends his older sister's boyfriend, um, and even after they broke up, he still, like, becomes really good friends with him, and the guy, you know, is out of high school and in college, and then the kid is high school age, and... Um, he thinks like Pete Davidson like has it all. Like yeah. he's the man, he's you the know. Coolest. Yeah, but really like he's a has been college dropout yeah, and he's a, um, he's a bum. And nobody nobody cares about him really. And once you kinda get past that point, like there's not much else they do with it. It's just right. the whole movie is like this kid is infatuated with Pete Davidson who's a complete bum. Right. He that he I mean he slowly finds out from other high school students that nobody remembers him even though he's like, oh yeah I started these kind of parties that everyone does now and then yeah he'd be like hey you know, this guy and they're like no nobody does so yeah it's, um I guess. What I would say is that at the end of it it just didn't really invoke any like, emotional reaction, from yeah. uh from me like it just. I didn't really have any any feelings towards it. Like it, <laughs> it sounds like it a just solid kinda premise plain. that probably yeah. goes nowhere. I I just think they didn't know what else to do with it. They just kind of had an overarching theme, right. um, and there was also I don't think Pete Davidson was bad in it, but there are some scenes where I really felt like it was just two people reciting lines mm. rather than like actors acting there's a, a weird scene where him and the young kid are in this record store and it stuck out to me it's like they were talking to themselves but having a conversation with each other if that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah. like it was it did they just weren't like conversing like people do that's a uh, so that, that is a felt great a point weird. for um for another movie uh that i want to talk about uh maybe right after this movie that yeah we both watched. well that was uh that's i guess that's pretty much all i have to say is because yeah. it doesn't it uh carly turned to me like part way through and was like <laughs> i want to like this movie but i just don't or something, you know <laughs> and it's like yeah that's kind of how you feel throughout right. it. it's like you you want to like it but there's nothing yeah nothing really there um so yeah, that's it. I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if you're looking for something to watch on Hulu. But uh, <laughs> I'm probably still yeah. gonna watch it just to knock down mm -hmm. and get another 2020 movie. Cause I'm yeah. A, it's only my third 2020 movie. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. Just so I could do it. Yeah. If you're so if you're looking to log 2020 movies, then check it out. On yeah. Hulu. If you're one of those types of guys, which is <laughs> yeah, which we of course are. Which is us. Yeah. Yep. So. What that you said about big time adolescence uh, a point that point you made about uh about actors talking to each other and not feeling very <laughs> real uh reminds yeah. me of a movie we both watched it which is also a 2020 movie uh called uh spencer uh confidential <laughs> yes spencer confidential now if you know i don't know if you remember but i snapchatted you a scene in it um yes, remember that exact yeah. scene it's where mark Wahlberg. what was it again i don't so remember so mark Wahlberg is like talking to i don't even remember who he's talking to some important woman who's giving him information possibly the mother of someone who 
was related to the person he murdered oh. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so the the one it was the wife of the guy or yes. the widow of the guy yes. who got shot. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's one of the few scenes in Spencer Confidential which is like where and, I, and there's multiple sequences in Spencer Confidential where they kind of just like give you all the information that you are supposed to know about the plot <laughs> yes, in like yeah. a minute in like a, yeah. a very quick montage and like conversation and so they kind of intercut Mark Wahlberg talking to this widow with all the you know the background you know the flashback uh the I, flashback yeah, I stuff hated that. and it's yeah. it comes very fast but the main thing that reminds me of what you said about big time adolescence is watching Mark Wahlberg and this woman have a conversation <laughs> is it's just so bad and it's it's just such bad acting and I can't believe that um, they even were like, all right, yeah, let's use that for this movie. Like, it's just so, yeah. such low quality expositional storytelling. Um, and I think that, uh, it helps sum up that Spencer Confidential does not care at all about, uh, the stories telling it mostly just cared about, uh, being fun being cool and like watching Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg beat up stuff and uh, yeah, that I was so, yeah. I was going into it hoping it hoping that it would just be fun and cool and it did like the the plot didn't have to be right. like anything super interesting but I didn't I didn't find it fun. Uh, I, at I thought all. it had fun yeah. moments, but it it just has so yeah. many. Uh, I thought it had so many moments where you're like. I can't believe that this movie is a thing right now. There were, I will say, there were a lot of moments where I thought it was hilarious with how over-the-top yeah. Boston it got. Yeah. Because there's, of course, they always go to a boxing gym. Every movie that is in Boston, there's always a boxing gym that they go to. Right. And then um, uh, he goes into a pub. Mark Wahlberg walks into an Irish pub, and they're playing Sweet Caroline over the speakers which is like the song that red sox play during every game so then it's just kind of beating you over the head with all these boston stereotypes they also there's always i feel like a dirty cop in every uh every movie about boston you know yeah. there's always everyone's a cop and then there's Mark always Walden's half of them are dirty like they were all corrupt cops yeah, corrupt <laughs> cops yeah they were going down to Fenway Park and they were yeah. just corrupting stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. It's just uh I don't know. Felt ridiculous. And then Eliza Schlesinger's in it and with just the most over the top Boston accent. Uh his ex wife? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the scene where they have sex in the bathroom of the restaurant. It just felt awkward. Yeah. That, I don't yeah, know. the movie just thinks it's so uh it's so funny and Yeah. And, always and witty and charming and it's just it's just it's just not it's just kind of you're just kind of like okay what you think this is all your movie has to be yeah like it has to just be mark Wahlberg having banter with people over and over again like mm -hmm. mark Wahlberg's not that great in this movie no he's pretty bad yeah it's yeah the bad the bad the laughably uh bad mark Wahlberg yeah. performances which i always do enjoy mm -hmm. actually um he has I he has been really funny in movies and he has been really good in movies yeah. where, you know, like The Departed. Uh, I think he's really good in that too, yeah. but uh yeah, this is just it's just weird. And it also has Alan um Alan Arkin and Winston Duke. So yeah, both so yeah, of I was, whom I, I like offended, a lot. I was most offended by Winston Duke's character. I thought just sucked. And I thought yeah. after what he did in us i thought that was a very uh a, just a an offensive way to use him yeah as just kind of a one note athlete with like no you know with no uh opportunity uh to show off his acting chops at all yeah, yeah. and there, there's a one really weird scene towards the end when they're in like that kitchen and uh he has a machete or something and there are all these like um I don't, gang members i guess if you call them uh yeah. like 
coming to attack him and he's just stands there like huffing at them with a machete and they like get freaked out and and run away it's just it's the the weirdest scene that all of a sudden these guys who are like their main goal is to try and kill them they just freak out because this one guy is standing there with a machete and he's so big and black and intimidating yeah it was like he was like a superhero or something all he oh yeah all yeah right he just stood there superhero and it's all because all because he's just big yeah but you'll find a lot like that on netflix i think now as they really put anything out there because they know there's an audience for something yeah, I think on Netflix there's a ranking for the top movies oh, yeah. in general on Netflix, and it's a it's a horrible way. Uh, just if you want to have a horrible, uh, um, I don't know, just a horrible thought about the state of the movie business, just look at what the <laughs> most top ranked movies are on Netflix. You're like, damn, this is what people are watching. <laughs> like, I yeah. am, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. I think Spencer Confidential might have been number one. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. It's like a documentary and then Spencer Confidential. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many I guess bad reviews these Netflix movies get, they know people will still watch them. And it's the top uh, theater. Yeah. For exactly. Marvel Star Wars movies. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's Spencer Confidential. Um, all right. You got an individual. All right. So eventually, I will talk about uh, some good stuff, but I've got another bad one uh, to bring up. It's a Gene Kelly, Dean Martin movie uh, Mm. called Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, I've been wanting to see this one. (laughs) And I really (laughs) did not like it. (laughs) Well, that's a bummer. Dang. which sucks because uh yeah i love gene kelly usually and i'm always in love with his movies uh for the most part but mm-hmm. i have found as that as i've uh dove into more gene kelly movies and maybe uh the more obscure the more uh later in his career after his early success which i think this is i i have found uh them to be kind of just lazy movies um Hmm. and with just very uh just very bad stories and you that kind of just try to exist off of a few uh musical numbers um Hmm. and the musical numbers don't have the same uh dazzle that they uh used to yeah Um, and like in american in paris singing in the rain right and there's kind of an awareness to uh like the fame and the gimmick of of uh, Dean Martin doing a movie with Gene Kelly and this like for instance they start the movie with just like them two on a stage and they're presenting what's going to happen in the movie and the movie kind of ends and then mm. they're on the stage going like so that was the movie <laughs> so not like Martin gets the girl and Kelly doesn't or something like that and then <laughs> And the whole so and that's really what the movie is all about. It's just about these two baseball players going after girls, and it's just kind of stupid that they're baseball players in this. <laughs> like, I don't. There's no reason for it at all. It's just to like, because baseball was a probably a huge thing in 1948, yeah. and it's just cool for them to. It's just cool to have baseball as a setting, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just no reason for it. They're just kind of always just singing on the baseball diamond, and, <laughs> and they're doing all these like they have all these uh, physical comedy gags, uh, and um, yeah, they're just always going after women, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just didn't think it was didn't think it was very good, um, and it's very forgettable as well. Yeah, that's a shame. I've been I've been wanting to watch that one just because it's baseball it's musical and gene kelly but yeah <laughs> they they kind of start off like i said how it's martin and kelly on this on a stage presenting the movie they kind of it just starts off it's like take me out to the ball <laughs> game and then there, there's a scene with one of the women that they're they're also i thought gene Kel- kelly who's usually very charming i thought he was very creepy in this 
Ooh. as he he's like always predatory saying, <laughs> i don't know i guess <laughs> there's a scene where he's like really feeling up a girl by the waist Yee, and he, yeah and he's doing his like gene kelly smile and i think it's supposed to be funny and charming but i thought it was creepy as fuck um, and then there's a yeah. scene where they're all staring at this girl in a pool who's like actually like owns the team but they're always just like staring at her <laughs> and, and they're staring at her in the pool and she's just humming she's like yeah it's just kind of a just kind of a stupid film i thought wow yeah okay well that's taking out the ball, game. ball game yeah it's kind of what i get for watching it i guess yeah man we've had uh had a lot of uh negative reviews here i uh yeah I'm gonna bring up a, a positive one then. Okay, this is gonna be one and a half. But uh, I watched The Exorcist for the first time the other day. Yeah, and uh, obvious positive one. <laughs> yes, uh, I've been I've been missing out on The Exorcist for so long just because I've seen like the the classic like clips and shots that it, um, everyone has. I felt like I knew it was about and um i was also just scared because it seemed like one of the scariest movies ever um but i I didn't think it wasn't exactly what i thought it would be and that was it that's in like the best way um i think it really does a great job to build up atmosphere and just the tension towards Towards what is you know that final scene that everyone is huge scene yeah yeah and i remember um uh, cause I remember at parts in the beginning, I was like, okay, kind of where are they going with this? Like, um, I wasn't, I, I really liked it, but I wasn't like really loving it yet. Uh, and then I remember just when you get to that shot of, um, I think it's Max von Sindow, um, uh, priest. Yeah. When he, yeah. when the, the taxi drives away and he's standing out there in the fog or whatever yeah. Yeah. outside the house, then I was like locked in i was like oh my god his entrance yeah this is like game seven of uh the nba finals uh type tension yeah it's uh right right from then i was like wow okay this is one of the best horror movies ever made for sure yeah um yeah so that's that's just my little half half review of the exorcist um but then uh, another one is because um shutter now has 30 day free trial and so I, I got that again so I could watch some, mainly some John Carpenter movies that are on there, but also just some other random horror ones. Um, so I watched The Fog for the first time. Been trying uh, to watch that for a while. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been wanting to watch as many John Carpenters as I can because I've seen like just the main big ones, um, like The Thing, Big Trouble Little China, um, Halloween. But... Uh, yeah, the fog was a was a good solid John Carpenter movie. Um, clearly felt like his style and everything, uh, yeah. and some good. Um, he scored it with a a keyboard again. Yeah, yeah, good score too. Good John Carpenter score, and uh, yeah, a lot of just those great effects from the, you know the eighties. Ah, uh, yeah, these practical yeah. effects. Yeah. Uh, it always makes it better. And similar to the effects in uh, the Exorcist, probably like practical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I must say, backing up and go back to the Exorcist. When I rewatch, I haven't seen this film in a while, but when I re- see the clips, um, somewhere, anywhere, um, just like, of, like, the girl like crawling around and shit like upside yeah. down. I'm just like, oh my god (laughs) like there's nothing scarier in movies than that for me yeah it's yeah the practical effects i don't know they're just so much so much better it's like i always think of uh how the orcs in lord of the rings looked so amazing and then oh yeah the hobbit movies they were all digital and that's what i've heard just yeah it did it was just meaningless um but yeah the the fog was a great um just 80s horror movie i I was really in the mood for just an 80s horror movie that's has these practical effects it's a little goofy um and it's yeah it's exactly that um yeah so have you seen uh, prince of darkness yet no that's that's like 
next on my list. That one much. is uh, really cool. That and uh, In the Mouth of Madness are like next two on my list. I think they're Did both you say on Shutter. They live though. Yeah, I like They oh, Live a lot. That? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think Prince of Darkness and uh, In the Mouth of Madness are like the yeah, two bigger the ones I haven't seen. Either. Um, but yeah, I think they're both on Shutter, so I'll probably try to check those out in the next couple weeks that I have free trial of Shutter. Um. Yeah, yeah. So That's we the have fog. one more. Do we have one more overlapping one to do? Let's see, maybe? we have. Yeah, one more. Yep. All right, so that one is uh, Reality Bites. Reality Bites. Ben Stiller's directorial debut. Yes. Ben Stiller, what else has he directed? Uh, Tropic Thunder, The Cable Man, uh, Cable Guy? Yeah, Cable Guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zoolander, possibly? Oh, yeah. Possibly? I think so. Mm-hmm. At least two, if not one, yeah. Yeah. yeah so um yeah reality bites it, I, I so i liked it but i just feel like i've overwatched these this type of stuff um, oh okay just the the young people who are entitled and don't want to work and are struggling with themselves type thing and are yeah. fancy themselves as um intellectuals and like that thing i've seen so much of that mm-hmm. um like for instance francis ha um the show girls um anything richard linklater did in the 90s especially like the before trilogy um adventureland um Mm. and so i feel like i've just seen the essentials so this just felt like it it almost like i thought it was well done in a lot of ways but it just felt like oh here i go again you know another one of these Mm -hmm. um yeah you're kind of taking the words out of my mouth that's that's kind of what i was thinking too throughout it but i liked it overall um, yeah it's very well acted yeah everyone everyone's really great in it uh and they've obviously done a lot of great things since too um but i just was kind of thinking there's a scene where um i think it's ethan hawk is like making fun of uh winona Ryder for going out with a yuppie or something like that who ben stiller is right but in my head i'm thinking like all of you are yuppies like really yeah it's just um you know ben stiller has like a white collar job and uh yeah yeah, i just kind of felt like it was it it's when these characters just become so unself-aware about sort of their privilege and their situation and stuff um that yeah it just kind of it turned me off of it a little bit from that yeah 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 i like ethan hawk's character i've seen so much of that mm-hmm. yeah. i've seen so much of this guy type of guy a musician who's like philosophical and and just was like i'm not gonna work a sellout job like that type <laughs> of shit and although well nona what uh rider does have a great monologue when she tells him off Mm, yeah that's true so once again balancing it out you know there's good things and then there's also there's also uh not good things yeah yeah there were plenty of good things it it was just the um yeah the the upper class white kids who just think that they're so much smarter than everyone else that they deserve like so much more uh when really they're just kind of normal average people uh yeah yeah i've just seen so i've just seen too much stuff that does this exact same thing better mm-hmm. yeah for sure including any noah Baumbach movie i could just i could keep going if we yeah. if we did it for enough time yeah <laughs> yeah that's reality bites then another overlap uh, do you got any other individual ones you wanted to? Yeah, you wanted um, to bring up. I feel like in my individual ones, I haven't raved about anything yet. 
Yeah, I don't think so. Red <laughs> River. I've Red River compl- was the biggest one. We I've just been about. complaining. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to rave. You know, I really want to <laughs> rave. Um, why can't I rave about a movie? Yeah. Uh, so here's here here goes. Um, I watched a Francis Truffaut movie on mm, okay. Criterion called The Soft Skin, and I was blown away by it. Um, I don't know if you've seen anything by Truffaut yet. So this is uh, this is horrible, and I'm gonna try to change this in the next week. <laughs> I haven't that, seen. It's not that big a deal if you haven't seen any Truffaut. I but I have seen the documentary Francis Truffaut or uh, uh, Truffaut Hitchcock. Uh, where there's like this famous interview where Truffaut interviewed Hitchcock, uh, and I, that I loved the I loved the documentary, cool. yeah. But I still haven't got seen any Truffaut movies. Okay, um, so yeah. th- this may motivate you to start because oh, so yeah. I've been I've like through all of the like director interview stuff that I consume and commentaries that I consume. I've recently learned with that uh scorsese basically like took his style from Truffaut. that's like how that style was born which i didn't ever realize and i had seen a couple only a couple Truffauts. i saw jewels and jim which is like the most famous one Mm -hmm. and i did not like it at the time i really Hmm. didn't um and now i really want to rewatch it and then i saw like another one which was shoot the piano player which i kind of liked and the 400 blows which i liked. so i'd actually seen three um so yeah then i watched the soft skin and i really i just like totally understood exactly i was like now i was like okay i totally get why like how scorsese kind of you know ripped this style because it's just a very um, it's just such a fast pace that kind of takes you for a ride in a similar way and just stylistically what like there's similar things to Scorsese like a lot of very fast pans um, which are done a lot in Scorsese movies and um, it, it, it yeah it just has a very um, hot a very fast paced uh, energy uh, like uh, just a way of telling a story just a lot of quick cuts and stuff like that and so it really uh yeah it's just so i i I was very invested in this film the soft skin which is basically a guy uh, it's just a guy cheating on his wife (laughs) simple it's as simple as that but it is it is told in it it takes you down such a road of um like how it complicates this guy's life in such in the simplest of ways and how it just destroys um his family life and his relationship with his wife of course and Mm -hmm. um builds up to a very uh stunning ending and in that sense it's also similar to scorsese and how it's it presents a very it's a very unlikable character and it's not about like whether you like the character it's about like why this character does these things and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh so yeah i highly highly recommend the soft skin and also cool. just true foe in general um one thing i noticed because i want to watch jewels and jim again one thing i noticed is that the beginning of jewels and jim is exact like the way it gets started and the way goodfellas get started is like exactly the same and oh okay i think so what's weird is scorsese makes like gangster films Truffaut does not do that he makes very like um almost something that like noah Baumbach would do where, where it's very about like it's very much about uh uh the like it's a very subtextual drama about people in like high society and in sophisticated society and shit like that but since it's got such a such a qu- quick fast like um, fast-paced style that kind of ages really well over time they're just super engrossing and very gripping cool so yeah awesome uh, i'm excited to watch more Truffaut because of that yeah okay i'm definitely that's motivating me to uh to dive in now because i've they've all been on my criterion list criterion channel list for so long and i just haven't 
sat down and watched them. Yeah, from what I'm getting, I would say to anyone who's trying to do French New Wave stuff, I would recommend Truffaut over Godard. Hmm. Interesting. See, I've only seen uh, Breathless by yeah. Godard, I think. I think Truffaut is a little more accessible, and I think that it just ages better. I think Godard's a little more... Uh, a little more artsy and pretentious and almost alienates audiences in ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a lot of criticisms of Breathless um, about how he just wants to like play cool jazz and have yeah. this guy just walk around and be really cool and there's like no real yeah. um, substance to it. Yeah, There's even more, uh, there's way more pretension. I forget even what the name of the film I watched was, but there's one really pretentious one I saw. <laughs> I forget what it was called, but it's, yeah. All right, cool. Well, I am going to yeah, uh, watch some Truffaut. Sweet. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ah, there's some. Okay, I'll bring up uh, the the giant mechanical man, which. Okay, I didn't get to this either. I had not heard of until you told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those random ones. Where, what's funny is he was like a random one that I saw. I'm like, you know, I would watch that. <laughs> it's got Pam. It's got Pam in it. I kind of like her. Yeah. You know? Why not? So, but I didn't even watch it. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, also directed by her husband. Oh, really? Who he he's also in uh, one episode of The Office when uh, after Pam gives birth. Uh, like her and Jim are in there and he's like the doctor who comes in to help her breastfeed. Oh, and so he, I, think I don't know if you remember that late in the show for me to remember. Cause... Yeah. That's that'd be season six. Oh. Yeah. Hmm, norm- I would re- usually remember some from season six, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. So he, he's in that scene and then he's directed this and maybe uh, one other thing. Yeah. Another, little indie movie with billy joe armstrong from green day and fred armison that um, sounds very interesting yes i kind of want to see that <laughs> 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 i have that to my list yeah <laughs> but uh this was a really weird rom-com that uh was not very romantic or funny <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but there was there were definitely some likable moments like that jenna fisher and uh the giant mechanical man were like good people at least you know but i feel like it's hard to dislike jenna fisher yeah exactly exactly yeah she's pam for god's sakes uh but the so the giant mechanical man he's one of those silver guys who you know he paints himself silver and goes and stands still on the city street yeah and i've never once a lot go there's a lot of a lot to (laughs) say about this guy apparently so there's that and uh and jenna fisher who falls in love with this man she sees the (laughs) the guy and 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 she's like wow what a hero this guy is a hero this guy's a hero and she doesn't find out it's the guy that she's been dating her yeah exactly she's like be you and he is gets in (laughs) gets in these fights with his sister who thinks that he's you know just a loser and good for nothing and He's like, I'm an artist. You gotta let me express myself, you know. And I've never once really seen those guys around town, uh, or whatever, and thought like, wow, that guy is like a hero. I want to be like uh, an yeah. artist, like this guy someday. Yeah. Like, I just kind of feel bad. I'm like, uh, how? What did this guy's life become that he has yeah. to do this for a living? Yeah. And uh, yeah, this guy it was like this whole performance art to him that meant the world to him and is like his passion and then jenna fisher and they both end up working at the zoo and it's really weird how they get to that and uh it's just their conversations are so awkward and there's no chemistry between them (laughs) but it's Uh, like uh, you you feel bad for them both because they're both kind of losers but uh yeah i there i don't know it was a thumbs down but i would honestly say i would recommend watching it i think it's uh yeah, i don't no, think it's I a like bad watching, watch it sounds really weird and i like watching super weird stuff yeah no it's uh it, it's not a movie that i hated by any means 
I, I, I definitely I, liked it. I think I should I should watch it just so I could talk about it too. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. I was the one who recommended that <laughs> <Yeah>. we <watch> it. <laughs> I was like, so, "What is that? I want to watch it." It's got Jenna Fisher like, and it's called The Giant yep, Mechanical Man. That's a movie yeah. in a category that I like, where I'll be browsing Amazon or Hulu, and I'll just see it. I'm like, I've never heard of it, but I'm like, I would watch that. And yeah, they, and they usually turn out just like what you said. It's a great one. Um, every now and then, I'm in I'm in the mood for just watching something like that. Something on Amazon random that has yeah. like an actor or a comedian that I like in it, but I have no idea what it is. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, even if it's not a great movie, it's still a fun watch. I once watched this movie on Hulu, and it's still on there. It's called Welcome to the Rileys, and I watched never heard it of it because it has um, it has Kristen Stewart. And James Gandolfini, and Whoa. James Gandolfini kind of plays a a southern dude, <laughs> so he has a southern accent. Tony Soprano. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So it's like a mix of a he's got a mix of a New Jersey Brooklyn thing going with a southern accent. Oh, those and don't he, mix well. And he kind of, yeah, so that's strange. <laughs> and he he's kind of just traveled to this town and to like he hasn't gotten over the death of his daughter and then he finds Kristen Stewart who's like a stripper and he just starts like taking care of her and it's very odd <laughs> it's like as random what? like their dynamic in the mo- everything that he does with her in the movie and that the fact that he just starts like he just comes into her life is as random and out of nowhere as the fact that the movie itself exists wow it's very strange but i watched it because i was like gandolfini and Kristen stewart i'll check that out yeah that is that is something that i love doing and i feel like it's always rewarding just to find out what it, it is, is. It's, yeah. a, it's always a win even if the movie's just awful or super weird like yeah if you have actors that you like enough you, they'll, you'll, they'll keep you in it yeah that's why it, yeah it was fun to watch because it's pam and yeah. you don't see Jenna Fisher in a whole lot. In any, yeah, in anything. Yeah. And I, I felt like, uh, I don't know, it's weird to think. I felt like, I think it was written by her husband. Yeah, and I felt like he thought that he was like some genius comedy writer. But uh, it was a lot of, I felt like, kind of cliche, weird jokes that just weren't funny. And then I feel like there would be a couple that were like so raunchy that it, felt weird because that wasn't that type of movie really so uh yeah it was a little weird but uh also jenna fisher used to be married to james gunn who tweeted all those weird stuff about like having sex with babies or whatnot so uh so yeah jenna fisher has got interesting taste in uh in men i guess (laughs) 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 these weird directors who have uh just weird senses of humor yeah yeah but yeah, that's, that's the giant mechanical man. Giant mechanical man. Check it out on Amazon. So, uh, it, the next movie I'll talk about um, is um, one that everyone talks about and haven't gotten to it for a while. It's a movie with Dustin Hoffman uh, called Tootsie. Tootsie. Oh, that's on my list too. Yeah. Yeah, one of the big movies of the eighties. I liked it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to like rave. I'm not going to like rave about it though. Like I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I didn't like it like a ton. I just kind of, I kind of, I liked it. Okay. <laughs> 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 that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It Like from a, the amount of here I've heard about it, I like would expect, you know, I would, I would expect better. Yeah. But, um, it is a little gimmicky where it's just like, Oh, look at Dustin Hoffman play a girl, you know. Mm, just, mm-hmm. But it, it it's kind of there. It is kind of clever in how, um, in ways in which he just plays a girl, and how <laughs> I don't know the bids that are done in the TV show he's in, and um, what it has to say about society, and <laughs> and, I, and I and for the eighties, it's kind of like pro women and kind of like Dustin Hoffman's like you gotta treat me like a woman <laughs> like <laughs> I deserve to be treated as a woman he says a lot in this movie and 
I guess that was pretty uh, uh, hardcore and progressive at the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of got that classic, just that classic good movie from the '80s feel with, you know, a very like '80s uh, soundtrack to start and end it. It's like it's da 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 da, you know, and Bill Murray's in it and. Yeah, he's yeah, in every over, '80s movie. Yeah. Overall, it's just pretty well. It's just pretty well done, and uh, hmm. you can't go wrong watching it. I, cool. I, yeah. I, I just think you know it's an essential Dustin Hoffman, but I definitely, I definitely like uh, like The Graduate and Midnight Cowboy, for instance, mm. like mm-hmm. uh, like a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just recently saw Midnight Cowboy for the first time. It was yeah, a few that, months that ago. I loved it. It's loved amazing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this That's is one. more like a popular movie than it is like uh, as like a film nut. Like, yeah, it's, it's more accessible than it is like impressive and groundbreaking. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Tootsie. Right. Well, uh, I think the last one that I'll bring up uh that i watched is earth girls are easy which is a oh, is that, uh, goldblum and gina davis jeff goldblum gina davis yeah. jim get... jim carrey and uh marlon wayans meant to get to this as well uh gina davis was in tootsie oh there we go crossover oh damon wayans not marlon wayans um so yeah two damon wayans movies in the past uh two weeks here yeah but uh yeah this is a uh weird weird uh 80s movie it's basically about these aliens jim carrey jeff goldblum and damon wayans they crash land onto earth and then they win the hearts of gina davis and all these women uh and and yeah it's uh, got a bomb it's I, I i loved it at the same time thought it was really dumb and and weird <laughs> but it's it is it is an yeah. essential watch it, yeah. yeah it sounds like a must watch especially just for the fact that it's uh it's cast is so great um and it's it's definitely jim carrey and damon wayans at their weirdest uh yeah, yeah. they're just they just act like these idiots the whole time because they're from outer space and they don't speak our language but then they just like mimic everything people say so there's that <laughs> kind of whole shtick jim carrey just kind of going like meow 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 all the time or something like that yeah you just they just the whole time they're like meow, 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 meow. and then once they like start talking to or they start like meeting humans then they start going like uh, hi how are you doing like stuff like weird stuff like that because they're just like mimicking or whatever yeah. and so they're just kind of like idiots the whole time and but then all the girls swoon over over them for some right. reason and uh i guess i don't want to spoil too much of the end but uh yeah gina they crash into gina davis's like pool and she had just like broken up with her boyfriend or caught him cheating so oh perfect it was perfect timing for her you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think i think you got yeah you gotta watch earth girls are easy yeah um it's not a a really really good movie at all but it's a really good watch nice yeah yeah it's the last one for me all right i got one more for, all right i watched uh natural born killers mm, yes another one i didn't get to another yeah. 90s fl- i don't even think i've mentioned any other 90s thing but <laughs> i think it's because <laughs> i've been looking at a lot of 90s stuff but this is a uh-huh. 90s movie uh, it's another one of them quentin tarantino script oliver stone movie oh um so i've been trying to watch it for a while um so yeah there's this movie i was a little in between on but overall i would recommend it and say i liked um it's fairly ambitious um it has a lot to it it has a lot of like satire about like the media and violence Mm-hmm. And it's mostly played through Robert Downey Jr. plays like a British reporter. Um, and then there's <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones plays a prison guard. A pri- not prison guard, more like a warden, I believe. Um, and I, I must say that that is like 
one of the best parts of the movie and one of the best things to watch in this movie is just Tommy Lee Jones is so great as this warden um as he, he just plays a lot of the absurdities of on how kind of um on just kind of how bad this guy is and kind of how dumb he, he is um mm-hmm. and so i thought those were the two strong though both of that was really strong and then the duo of um woody harrelson and juliet uh lewis is are just both especially Juliette Lewis I'm just I think she's amazing in everything that she was in 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 the 90s she's also really amazing in this and it kind of just plays off a Bonnie and Clyde you know true romance thing um where yeah just go and wild at heart as well uh it's just Mm. like two bad lovers going across the country except this it's uh they're just like killing everybody <laughs> and then <laughs> ends up being this media headline at the end and it, there's a lot going on and it's and it's just it's um overall it just kind of works and it's uh it's kind of a cool movie yeah cool i don't i've never really known much about natural born killers but i've just seen that shot of woody harrelson like on the poster yeah, over and over again yeah uh yeah that's oliver stone right yeah and a yeah, Tarantino okay. script. So. Tarantino scripts didn't know that either. So like just like True Romance, he has a huge director to direct to one of his scripts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wish I I wish I had seen more of Oliver Stone too. I think I've seen just Platoon. So I actually maybe something else. I added a bunch of oliver stone movies that i want to watch for the rest of the this uh pandemic um and there's i made a list i made a list on on, on my letterbox that you can check out it's called it's called corona oh, okay Binge, nice and there's a bunch of oliver stone movies that i want to watch on there um wait did i even add those no i i only added one uh which is any given sunday um, oh yeah, Pacino. it's on Netflix, yeah. and I really want to watch it because uh, Al Pacino plays a football coach in it, and that sounds awesome. Nice, yeah. Okay, I've seen uh, I've seen Savages and World Trade Center as well as Platoon. I've seen World Trade Center. I also added Born on yeah. the Fourth of July uh, to my list because that they're both uh, they're both streamable. Nice. Yeah, Oliver Stone, such a big name, but then I never really think of. I haven't really seen that much of his. Uh, Same. Of his filmography. Same. Yeah. Uh, I've also seen the the Doors movie. I think. Oh, okay. I think that's like now since I've seen uh, Natural Born Killers. Before that, all I've seen was the Doors movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen nice. that a ton. But okay. I, cool. Also on that list, I added the three recent clint eastwood movies because i'm very intrigued to see those what would that be uh the mule richard jewel richard jewel oh yeah that just came out i've heard that is interesting to see because i heard that like there's a lot of problematic shit in richard jewel particularly olivia wilde's character that there's a bunch of shit they say about olivia wilde's character um, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, there's some big the media mule, stories. There's a great uh, SNL snippet uh, where I've seen where John Mulaney and Pete Davidson are talking about their experience watching The Mule. Oh, yes. In an exact yeah. form, kind of just doing exactly what we do just on um, on SNL. And, yeah, they the way they describe it just makes it sound like such a h- funny movie <laughs> like yeah it just sounds hilarious uh and how uh not self-aware clint eastwood is uh it just sounds <laughs> sounds like a fun watch so yeah cool. and i think it's streamable as well to uh to recommend a really good clint eastwood directed movie from back in the day would be high plains drifter oh yeah yeah that's on which... your westerns list yeah, it just reminded me of it today after looking through westerns. 
Uh, yeah, that's a very good uh, Clint Eastwood directed one. It's Unforgiven's right. another another western he directed too. Yeah, it's uh, early nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, that is that is it. Well, wow, now it seems like we watched a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did watch a lot. Wow. We okay. S- we started it off saying, "Yeah, we really didn't watch a lot," but <laughs> yeah. we we had a and lot. We proceeded to, say to talk about, for an hour. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot to say about what we watched. But yeah, that's what we've been watching during this uh, this quarantine. Yeah. Who knows? And, Maybe uh, we can do better. We can even do better. Yeah, we could we could do better than this. Maybe these are some movies you haven't seen that you'll check out now. And yeah, that's what everyone should be doing. I was watching all those movies they haven't gotten to. So yeah, enjoy your quarantine. It's a hard time in the world, but for things like this podcast, we are in a way we are thriving. Yes, we are <laughs> so. thriving. There's gold in these hills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 